0: Hey friends, welcome to the 143 podcast with John and Emily Alexander. We are entering into a season in the church we call Lent. As we did on the podcast during the Advent season, we wanna bring 40 days of reflection. Why 40 days? Because ultimately, Lent is a time where we honor and remember the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert, fasting and being tempted by Satan before he began the ministry that God sent him to do for me and for you. So for the next 40 days, we will be reflecting on the life of Jesus, his ministry while on the ground, and ultimately end with the most important event of the Christian faith. No, not his death, but rather his resurrection. Let's call it Daily Reflections of Lent, shall we? Let's begin. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep, Jesus used figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said it again. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. But they will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. John 1 through 15. Leading up to this teaching of Jesus to the Pharisees, we read of much confusion and dispute over who Jesus claims he is, which, if you didn't know, is God. On on the one hand, I get it. I understand why the Pharisees or common people who question the validity of Jesus, I understand why they would. Who he claimed to be was quite bold. I am God. I am the Messiah. But on the other hand, I don't get it. And not because I know how the story ends or, you know, rather begins post-resurrection, but because also up until this point, Jesus has proven over and over and over again that he is unmatched in his power and wisdom. I mean, up until this point, he's done most of his miracles, including Feeding 5,000 people with just those loaves and fish. He's walked on water. He's given a blind man sight, among other healings. So what more do they need? I guess that's the question I want to challenge our thinking with today. What more do we need from him? Why is it that we are conditioned to ask him to prove himself to us over and over and over again? I am the worst of all sinners with this. Imagine for a second that you are a small child again. You know the feeling. You try so hard in life to be noticed by your parents. You do things in front of them so that they notice and acknowledge it. You make honor roll. You're the class helper. You're kind to people who are unkind to you. You do your chores. You clean your room. You even share your Halloween candy with your younger sibling right under your parents' nose. All of that for nothing. No recognition. Then you get older and Find yourself with a scholarship because of those good grades you kept. I mean, that's cause for celebration, right? But still, nothing. Then you find someone to marry, someone special and kind like you. Again, let's party, right? I mean, sure, there's a wedding, but your father-in-law walks you down the aisle instead because your dad can't make it than kids, but your parents are nowhere to be found to meet the new baby when you bring her home. Still, nothing. No recognition for your efforts, no acknowledgement in what you wake up to one day is the realization that you've spent your whole life trying to prove yourself to them, only to finally learn that all of that was simply expected. All your accomplishments and next steps and celebrations in life were expectations and expectations in life aren't celebrated do you see where i'm going with this every good thing we have is from god but yet that's our expectation of him and when the bad stuff happens though I'm quick to blame. That's not who you're supposed to be, God. Remember, only good. That's the expectation. We expect good and blame for bad. And listen, I hate that this is how we're wired, but we are. And we, when we examine our lives and our hearts and resolve that this is our wiring and behavior towards God only then can we begin to have compassion towards our father and we will finally free him from having to prove himself to us over and over and over again compassion propels us to have a change of heart the realization is this i have been expecting him to do even more for me Beyond what he's already done, defeated death so that I could bring heaven to earth and have the hope of eternity with him. Is that enough for you today? You see, I don't want to miss the Father's voice. I want to know the Father's voice. I want to live following this good shepherd, not because everything in my life is good, but because the alternative to following the shepherd's voice. Being alone in the pasture, vulnerable to the wolf's attack, and he will attack. Jesus laid down his life for his sheep. I pray that that is enough for us today. Let's pray. Lord, I pray vigilantly that we would be people that acknowledge today that you have already proven to us that you are who you say you are. We can trust you and know you and believe in you and have faith in you, not because our circumstances are good, but because you are simply good because you laid down your life for your sheep, for me. Oh, how I desperately want to know your voice and run towards it. Give us the courage today to have a renewed mind and perspective of life that propels us forward into increased compassion towards you. And a supernatural building of a renewed faith where we let go of expecting more from you and shift towards the kind of faith that says the resurrection was more than I could have ever expected. To be loved like that. As an expression of love that you would lay down your life for me. Wow. Wow. Thank you for loving us like you do. We love you too. Amen.